Ladies and gentlemen, and fellow golfers, for your entertainment. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa, brought to you by Hagen Oaks, America's most awarded golf facility, and Naturewood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality. You know it. You're listening to the Sacktown Sports 1140, and we'd like to welcome you into another edition of the Golf to Go Radio Hour. Hi, I'm Frank LaRosa. Uh, he is Scott Marsh. Scott, how you doing today? Doing fantastic. How are you, Frank? You know, I'd uh, be feeling better if it wasn't raining as much. I, I, you know, we're going to talk about playing in the rain today, yeah. and uh, I have certainly done it. And I, I guess I'd rather, much rather, play in the rain than play in the wind. But um, you know, Tom Morton is going to talk about uh, what it's like to play in the rain and and how how we should be prepared, both mentally and and with our equipment as well. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's a blessing and a curse, right? We need the rain. We all know that. It's not as much fun playing in inclement weather, but Frank always tried to keep the perspective. The game was born in bad weather, right? So (laughs) going back to our roots this time of year. I just uh, finished the uh, the, this year's uh, Northern California PGA award ceremony, had the pleasure once again of, of, um, of emceeing that event. And uh, boy, I tell you, 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 the the talent in Northern California is just amazing. And uh, over the course of the next few weeks, we will have some of those award winners, uh, player of the year, Tom Johnson, um, uh, representative of the year, sales representative of the year, Richard Davison, who's who's from Ireland and and has that great brogue and 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 he'll be fun as well. But there's a number of folks that 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 we'll have on the show coming up. That'll be awesome. And that's such a great event. I wish I could have been there this year. The The Kings had a game on the same night of the event, but you do a terrific job putting that together. And you're right. There's so many people from our area who do so much for the game. It's great to see everybody in one location and the videos you put together for all the winners that everybody gets to see. I mean, those are Academy Award like productions. So congratulations to you and everybody who puts that together. Thank you. We appreciate that. Also on the show today, Jennifer Morton uh, from the Association of Golf Merchandisers. She's the uh, director of marketing and sales. And it's it's as you know, Scott, it's that time of year. And so Jennifer is going to talk to us about uh, some things that that she's kind of um, sought out in terms of uh, gifts for men, women and some uh, some accessories and things like that. She's always fun. And I'm looking forward to that. Nobody knows more about what to buy somebody than she does. So she is fantastic. I mean, she's got a national pulse on what the trends are. And I can't wait to hear what gift ideas she's going to give me so I can just get it done and get it off my list quickly. (laughs) And then, of course, uh, Tom Morton will be with us. And uh, wrapping up the show today is David Knox, PGA Director of Instruction at Napa Golf Course. I've known David for years as he was the – the uh, general manager at um, El Macero Country Club when when I was first uh, when I when I got my uh, honorary membership over there as a matter of fact and uh, so uh, we go back a few years and it'll be fun to catch up with him and talk about Napa Golf Course that's a course I've never played I I see it every time I go into Napa you know it's right there on the on the left side of the of the uh, freeway as you're going in or high or Highway 12 I guess it is and it always looks so inviting to me and it, I guess we just have to plan to go over there, Scott. We we got to get there. I mean, you know, we played Chardonnay, we played Silverado, we played Green Valley, lots of courses in the area. But why have we not played Napa Golf Course? That is the question we'll try to try to consider and figure out an answer to by the end of the show today. Okay. This is the Golf to Go Radio Hour. We have lots in store for you. 
And again, it's it's all local golf and and all basically just to remind you that golf is a game. Golf is fun. We should uh, we should have a good attitude when we go out to play. And, uh, you know, we we are we are an incredible group of folks from people that uh, maybe it's their first time on the golf course and and have no idea what a handicap is down to people that are plus handicaps like uh, Tom Johnson, who was the uh, the player of the year this year. It's 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 an exciting sport. And uh, I know you uh, love it as much as I do. And I look forward to talking about it today and as we continue. Cannot wait, Frank. Back from with more right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa. Welcome back to the Golf to Go Radio Hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. Frank LaRosa and Scott Marsh are welcoming in uh, Jennifer Morton. Jennifer is Director of Marketing and Sales for the Association of Golf Merchandisers. And uh, last year, Jen came on the show and and kind of uh, filled us in on what's new and trendy and and um, some some can't miss holiday gifts. Uh, so we we thought we'd reprise that and, and invite Jennifer back. And thanks for being with us, Jen. I'm so excited to be back. Thanks for having me, Frank. Absolutely. Um, you know, you've been uh, you've been in the business a while now, so you uh, you know of what you speak. But I, I noticed. Um, uh, on your email that you're a certified retail manager as well. What what does that mean? Oh, so the Association of Golf Merchandisers started a new uh, certification program in 2021 to basically help retailers become more uh, knowledgeable about the metrics of, of buying. So how to use an open to buy, how to uh, utilize promotions, how to increase your marketing and it's a basically a, an entire series of classes that you can take to then become a certified retail manager. That's fabulous. You know, I think we always assume that uh, just because somebody's in business, they they know what they're doing. And and sometimes, as, especially with something like merchandising and promotion and things like that, uh, you know, a little help goes a long way. So there's golf courses basically all over the world now that uh, that are members of the AGM. There are. We are an international organization, and just this year alone, our Canadian membership rose to about ten percent of our overall uh, overall membership. So we've had tremendous growth, not only um, within the states but internationally as well. That's fabulous! Congratulations! Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I, I know. I know Scott's getting excited about gifts because uh, I don't know whether he's uh, he's one of those guys that's better to give than to receive, but uh, but we're going to find out as as we uh, as we go through this. Uh, what's uh, what what's uh, what's gifts for him this year? What you know for um, for people out there that that have a friend that plays golf and they're not quite sure what to do. What can we do that's uh, not only a safe bet but something that uh, that he will enjoy? You know, I found that this year sustainability continues to be a hot topic as more consumers are becoming more concerned about the items are purchasing and where they're coming from. And uh, Galvin Green has a really cool um, series of stuff um, that's made, it's called Insula. Um, and that gear is made from recycled water bottles, which Whoa. that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, and their most popular piece right now is called the Dexter. Um, it's been so popular that they added two new colors this fall season. And the jacket is made from 90% recycled polyester, 
Um, they fill in the chest and upper back with polyester as well. So it's warm. It's good for the environment. I love this item. That's pretty cool. Um, another very cool item that's totally um, you see everywhere right now would be Sweat Taylor has this pant. It's called the all-in pant. And it's a pant that they say you can wear anywhere. And I would say, seriously, you can wear it anywhere. You can wear it on the golf course, at work, when you're hanging out with friends. It's I love it because it offers four-way stretch. So it's material that rebounds. Um, so it has a great movement when you're trying to swing a golf club. But it also looks really nice and has and it's it, the styling on it's good as well. It has five pocket jean type styling. So it really does convert from the golf course um, to to your regular life as well. Scott, that sounds like you. It's got your name all over it. I'm ready to try it. All right. If you're looking for something different, there's a new pair of shoes out from a brand called Sconey. Um, S-K-O-N-I. And these shoes are engineered both for comfort. They're engineered for performance. They have this really cool, unique, adjustable lace lock system on them. So it's like it's very easy on off. You don't have to tie your shoes, but it's still stylish looking. Um, and it's another there that you can wear these shoes with or without socks. Um, they are very machine washable. Um and they're meant to be exceptionally comfortable. Uh, Jen, is it just my imagination, or does there seem to be um, more new companies doing shoes uh, in the last couple of years than than before? There are a lot of new shoe vendors out there. You're absolutely correct. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, in a couple of years, which ones end up really taking over and becoming a huge presence in the market. Yeah. You know, and then if you get into more just traditional stuff, Straight Down has this pullover that's been super um, uh, popular. It'll keep you warm. Uh, Link Soul has a reverse stripe hoodie. You know, hoodies are big on in the golf uh, world right now. There is a lot of controversy about whether or not that was uh, too casual, but it seems like the... Um, the brands have been listening to what the customers want, and there's quite a few of those available right now. The thing I like about Link Souls is it's it's you know kind of a traditional. You know the one I'm thinking of is gray, but the inside, the interior of the hood has this pop of color, so it gives yeah. a real little bit of personality to that classic hoodie. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I know, I know Scott, uh, you know, has, uh, eight or nine girlfriends and, uh, or oh, something. I'm, I'm not sure which. So, you know, what, what, what do you, what do you, what looks good for gifts for, uh, for women? You know, the women to me is, are, is always easier to shop. Maybe that's just because I am female. And Trust me, it's not, Jennifer. It's not. <laughs> well, if you're trying to buy for six or eight women, that, which I'm not, by the way, I don't know where that came from, Frank. <laughs> 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 but if we were to go, let's say, from head to um, foot, Wallaroo has, it's called their Aspen hat. And I don't know that I would necessarily say that's your traditional golf cap in that it is a super cute fedora hat style. It looks stylish. Um, it has a wool felt fabric and then a wide sun shading brim. 
So whereas that's important, um, it should be important for everyone, but I know women seem to be a little bit more concerned about their SPF um, skincare. Um, that hat ha features a UPF 50 plus fabric that's gonna block 97.5% of UV rays. And a lot of us are traveling and starting to travel for the holidays. The other thing I love about this hat is that it's packable. You can just crunch it up, throw it in your suitcase, and it's gonna come out looking fabulous on the other side. Cool. Um, another one as we get into, you know, we all just had Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming up. Maybe some of us may have indulged a little bit more than we'd like. I know I did. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's a pant, it's from Slimsation. It's their ankle pant. And it is a super comfortable, stylish pant that has, a, they call it 360 tummy control panel. So it offers a little bit of a flattering fit, kind of helps pull everything in a little bit for you. So it's perfect for the holidays and it's wrinkle resistant as well. So pack that in your suitcase and, and, and leave town as well. Obviously it sounds like for the women, I'm like, you need a vacation, right? <laughs> it sounds like men could use one of those tummy tuckers too. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, another item I saw for the ladies is task performance has a, uh, it's called the recess quarter zip. And, you know, once again, this is a product that is focused on sustainability. So that is made out of bamboo and organic cotton, and it features 50 plus sun protection. It is another item that has four-way stretch, which I really love because that four-way stretch allows you that movement in any direction. So it's wonderful for golfers on the, on the course. Mm -hmm. It has moisture wicking, um, uh, and it's just, it's, it's perfect because you can wear it on the course or you can dress it up with a pair of leggings. And then my final thing for the ladies, I love this. I was looking at this last night as I was uh, researching for our show. 4A has come out with, it's a Constellation golf glove. So it's a white glove that has just, you know, some little stars with the constellations on it. What I love about that are ladies are, are so frequently, um, you know, the outfit really is part of the entire package when you go out onto the golf course. And so this glove is fun. It's functional. It's made out of 100% Cabretta leather. But that little constellation just adds that little pop of personality without the um, possibility of it clashing with anything that you're currently wearing. That's important. I notice you're always aware of that, Scott, when you're out there. Very, very conscious of that, Frank. Yeah. Indeed. You look great on you, Scott. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, Jennifer. Again, um, you know, if, if some of us are looking for, you know, stocking stuffers and things like that, what, what do we get for, for novelty gifts this year? Okay. So novelty gifts. The first one, I don't know if it's, if you're very, very nice and generous, you might put this in a stocking. Otherwise, I think it would be a great gift from Santa. That is our Golf Buddy Laser Atom Rangefinder. So everybody loves the rangefinder. That's like the biggest gift for the holidays. And the thing I love about this Golf Buddy Laser Atom one is that it's super small. It'll fit in the palm of your hand. It um, measures in 0.2 seconds. So, you know, if you're older and maybe have a little shake, you can get that what you need ASAP. Um, the viewfinder offers six times magnification. It has that slope feature that you can turn on and off. It is 
I love it because not only that, but you can slip it in your pocket. So you don't even have to worry about potentially at the end of your round, accidentally leaving it in the cart, which seems to happen to a lot of people. Yeah, that's great. Birdie Baloo, if you're looking more for something uh, that I think would be fit in a lot of people's budgets as well, would be they have these golf cart seat covers that I have absolutely fallen in love with. They are perfect for both the winter and the summer. Um, they are there are so many fun prints that they offer. I thought I kind of feel like in the winter it kind of keeps the seat a little bit warmer, so you're not on that that cold um, uh, seat. And then in the summer, they offer a little bit of, of coolness because you have that fabric as well. So it's, you don't get that heat from the from the sun on it. Um, they are a huge hit right now with the LPGA Amateur. And uh, there's just tons of fun patterns and colors to choose from there as well. Cool. All right. So one of my absolute favorite things right now, and I think don't tell anybody on my gift list, but are the corksicle tumblers. <laughs> what the, I love these things. The, the reason I love them so much is there's probably no fewer than a thousand. Okay. I might be exaggerating just slightly, but no fewer than a thousand different colors, styles, different pieces of art. They are phenomenal in just the amount of stuff that they have to share and that tumbler is perfect because it'll keep cold things cold for nine plus hours and hot things hot for at least three um i just love 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 that they're very smart to know when it when it needs to be cold or hot too i guess exactly it's that dual purpose that i think is great and then one of the brands that I discovered when I was up in Canada um, last, uh, maybe two months ago, is Dormy Workshop. Um, Frank, are you familiar with Dormy? I am, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those head covers that they make are the, they are works of art. And um, they offer the most gorgeous and detailed premium leather head covers that I've ever seen. Their attention to detail is stunning. A good example, they make this ninja head cover that comes complete with a removable sword in the back and a little headband. They're so cute. I don't know. I think they're more collector's pieces than something you'd want to have on your everyday clubs. But, oh, my gosh, if you have a golfer that has everything, they probably could use a Dormy Workshop head cover. You know, you you may have solved my uh, my Christmas uh, question for Scott right there with, with the uh, with the with the ninja sword and all of that. I, Scott, don't be surprised if, you know, under the tree this year. I am looking forward to it. That would be fantastic. Scott, did you, did you hear anything from Jen that uh, kind of solved some of your shopping issues? Well, my head's spinning because there's so much stuff out there, which is great. And obviously sustainability is big and that's certainly a trend in golf overall. So that certainly came to my mind, but Jennifer Frank, I have to be honest with you. My shopping strategy is a little different. I just, I honestly head up to the Hagen Oaks Super Shop. I walk around and I put whatever I think makes sense in my bag and I start buying. So <laughs> all of those things are great. Now, in terms of what you've mentioned, are most of those stuff in stock? Are you ordering online for most of that stuff, Jennifer? How does somebody go about with some of these purchases? I think that's a combination of both. I know if, if you're specifically looking at to go to Hagen Oaks, I know that that rangefinder is definitely in stock there. I know that they carry corksicle and um, 
uh, that sweat tailor all in pant is I think their number one bestseller right now. So I think that's a combination of, of both right now. We need to have you with your website, with all your recommendations. I think you need to start a blog. <laughs> You've just given her more work and, you know, and she's just been, you know, well, I like piling work on others as long as it doesn't come back towards me. I love it. I love it too. Jennifer Morton, Director of Marketing and Advertising for the Association, excuse me, Marketing and Sales for the Association of Golf Merchandisers. Always a, a treat to have you on the show, and, and thanks so much for uh, for lending some ideas for our listeners. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Look forward to, let's just plan on doing it again next year. Sounds good. I'll mark in my calendar now. Happy golf holidays, Jennifer. To you golf, as well. golf to go Radio Hour continues right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa. Golf to Go Radio Hour continues here on Sackdown Sports 1140. Hi, I'm Frank LaRosa. Scott Marsh beside, and uh, our guest is uh, Tom Morton, Director of Instruction, PGA Director of Instruction at the Hagen Oaks Golf Complex. Uh, always, uh, Scott, I, I know you and I both uh, enjoy when, when Tom comes because uh, uh, we, we learn something. You know, we're supposed to presumed to be experts here or at least uh you know kind of know our way around the golf course but every time i'm around tom i always learn something new so it's always a pleasure welcome tom how you doing well thanks for that and uh thanks for having me i always enjoy these conversations with you guys absolutely you know uh, we were talking earlier about uh about the fact that uh, of course you know in northern california for the most part, you can play year round, but um, but there are cycles, I suppose, that that people kind of put on themselves in terms of uh, what the weather looks like. And 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 you kind of suggested that there are maybe four seasons in, in the golf calendar. You you want to explain what that was? Yeah. So you know, not often people look you know look at their game in kind of parts of the year. They look at it as maybe they hang up the clubs in the off season or winter time and then you know perhaps when early spring they well maybe i'll pull them out here and there and all of a sudden the season hits and they're you know it takes them another month to two months to kind of sharpen up their game and by that time it's almost the end of the you know golf season for them and um they don't they sort of don't look at it how they should and so there's really four main seasons they should break it into you have kind of um pre-season in-season end of season and off-season and what that means is kind of preseason is probably, you know, in the first of the year time frame. And that's where you should be really planning what you want to do with your golf for the year and develop a plan if you have a coach and kind of decide what you want to do uh, for the year. And then in season is going to be as we get into spring, which is really when you start working, uh, you know, on your game and on the plan. And then really uh, you get into the playing part of the in season, which is, you know, typically you know, spring, summer, when the weather's better and there's, you're, you're working less on technique during that time and really focusing on playing the game. And then toward the end of season, we'd call that probably, um, you know, a little mid to late fall, you should sit down and evaluate what happened during the playing season and, you know, sit with your coach again and look through it all. And then you move into the off season, which is kind of where we are now, which is where you're, um, really maybe changing technique and maybe the bigger things you need to look at and improving um, to get ready to start the cycle again. So, um, you know, really now and into the, you know, preseason time, the first of the year is the time to really be working on your game, even though the weather is not quite as good. Now's the time so that 
when, you know, quote unquote golf season hits in the spring and summer, they're ready to go. And they start off the season, you know, more peaking than they, you know, doesn't take them two months to get there. You know, as as you go through um, your explanation there, I, I think for for many recreational golfers, um, when you start breaking it up into into seasons like that, it's beginning to sound like it's more work for them. And and I, I'm certain that that's not what you're suggesting. I think you're suggesting relatively simple goals throughout those seasons. It's just knowing that it's it's, it's the difference basically from the time that you can play a lot to the time you can't and, and how to stay sharp. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I would argue it's less work because you're really spreading it out a bit and giving yourself more time to, you know, prepare and to work on the things you need to do in the kind of the off season and the preseason portion. Um, so that you really can enjoy the in season more because you're really in a place where you've made some improvements, you're ready to play. And then you really can focus purely on, Stuff that's on the golf course and there's so much learning that has to happen there to lower your score and so you know if you haven't done the thing you're then sort of forced to really get into too much technique during that part of the year and you miss out on you know a huge part to get your scores down so what do you suggest in particular we should be either thinking about or doing right now for the next couple of months you know you know now if you're really in the soft season time you could back up and take a look at what happened certainly during the uh, in season, so to speak, when you did play a fair amount and hopefully the golfer kept some sort of statistics where you can look back and maybe, um, create some, some statistics on, you know, where their parts of their game are, where they're, you know, the best, where they're, you know, need the most work and sit down. Like, hopefully if you have a, a coach, you can sit down with them and review all that and make the plan. You know, I think, you know, whether the plan is really, you know, I want to hit the driver better or make a few more putts. It could start as simple as that, but then what does that take to do that, right? Um, like anything in life, having a goal is great, but if you don't have kind of the things underneath the goal that it takes to get there, you're not going to get there. So, and it doesn't have to be a seven day week thing, right? It could be as simple as, you know, if they can give a day or two a week, here's some things to improve it and get there. You know, you suggested many times uh, on this show uh, and certainly to your students that, um, that we we sometimes tend to practice wrong or we we tend to practice the mistakes that we've always had and and to look at this in small bites and 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 you know maybe not suggest that you have to go out to the driving range for instance and hit every club in your bag but as you're suggesting maybe work on your wedges if you know if if getting close to the flag is 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 part of your issue or 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 just you know, spend a day on the putting green with with some drills that uh, will help sharpen up that part of your game. Or even lots of things at home. I mean, there's plenty of drills and things the golfer can do at home during the, you know, the tougher weather season and to keep themselves sharp and to work on some things. Because like I said, the technique part of it really, you know, some of that stuff can be done at home. Give us a couple of uh, of, of tips of, of simple things that, that golfers can do at home. You know, I always like um, the golfer having, taking some old, you know, one, two, or three iron, because clearly none of us should be using those anymore, uh, <laughs> and cutting it in half and putting a grip on it. So it's like this tiny club. And what that does is when you grip the golf club, then you, the head of the club is so much closer to your hands, you really can see the relationship of the head and face to what you're doing with kind of with your swing and your hands. And so it, plus it's shorter, so you can kind of swing it inside without 
risking breaking something hopefully above your head. Um, but then really understanding that relationship between, you know, the swing and hands in the face is so crucial to hitting good golf shots. And um, so that's a good one. Um, you know, you can work on a lot of things with your tempo and balance and whatnot, just making practice length and dry swings. You can, there's a really neat uh, product out. It looks like this little mat and uh, you might've seen it before when you actually make a swing on it and, you know, without a ball there, it creates this, um, kind of where your divot landed and you, then mm. you can kind of wipe the mat back the other way and get rid of it. But learning to land the club in the correct spot and, you know, making sure it's also on the correct path. That's a great little tool to really work on that during the offseason. You know, uh, again, many, many would think that, you know, if I've, if I've, uh, tried this mat, you know, I've, I've made 10 swings that, you know, life is good and I, and, and I don't have to do that anymore. What, 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 what does it take? to actually develop a repeatable swing. I mean, how much, how much time, and again, I suppose it has more to do with the goal of the particular student, but when, when you're talking about these drills, how much time should we be spending on them? Well, you know, we've all heard the, you know, 10 year, 10,000 hour thing that Andres Erickson put together. And um, interestingly enough, I was on a, a PGA committee with him um, and he's not a golf guy, but he, he said <laughs> writing that was, uh, he, he was the most misunderstood thing he's ever written. That people really took it as gold. Like, oh, if I spend 10 years or 10,000 hours, I'm going to be an expert in it and whatever it is. And he said that, you know, that isn't true. It's really how you spend the time that matters. Um, and so, you know, as we've talked about before, really how we spend that time matters and quality over quantity is certainly important and you know if if you were to spend 15 minutes on that map but really understanding you know not just continually making swings but stepping back and evaluating okay that one hit behind the point i want to land it or the divots going left when i swing how do i correct that and kind of evaluating that and making the self-correction and learning to do that the, the learning curve is exponential so um you know it's really how you spend the time that's important now, for someone like Scott, Scott, you you don't have an off season. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna play as as much as you can throughout the year. What are you picking up out of what Tom's saying that that makes sense for for people that approach the game like you? Well, I'm picking up a ton. And, and to your point, Frank, I mean, the problem right now is you know this concept called work and life during the winter because there's just not enough time. So really, I've I've suggested they cut the work week back to 20 hours during this time of year so we can work on our golf game. But my boss doesn't buy into that. So unfortunately, I really haven't played much in the last couple of months. So Tom, a couple of things I wrote down. First of all, I was just thinking if you could explain to me the concept of a one, two or three iron, because I don't think I've ever seen one in my golf bag in my lifetime. But that's a different point. Um, For me, I tried it this time of year because Truthfully, I love to go to the driving range in the evening, and I'm so used to doing that in the summer and in the fall. And now when I have the chance on a night where I'm not doing a game or something like that, it's it's 4.15 and I can't get to the range because it's just too dark. So I focus more on maybe stretching and some of the other things I can do. I'm, I'm just curious from a, a flexibility standpoint or somebody who's trying to work at home on some of these things, do you have any suggestions there for for somebody? Yeah, I mean, clearly – you know, fitness and flexibility and stability and balance and all these things and mobility, all of those things are massively important for someone to play their best golf. 
And my suggestion would be, and we're lucky we have a, a couple people in town that do a great job with this stuff is, um, you know, go to one of the uh, clinics in town and, you know, get your plan together because what I, what I like is, um, you know, a gentleman that we use uh, on our, uh, has been on our foundation board. His name's Greg Perry. He, you know, if you go see someone like that, he will give you a plan for you that you can do at home or your own gym. You don't need to go there three days a week, but you can at home take care of some stuff um, that really will make a difference with your golf because golf is specific, right? Um, just going to the gym and thinking you're doing all these great things with weights and stretching and this, if you want it specific for golf, sometimes it actually is hurting your golf more than yeah. helping. So, um, you know, I think getting that plan, if you really wanted to go that route as well, would be smart. Yeah, no, that's great. And the other thing I was thinking too, since we're right around the Christmas season, would there be anything you'd recommend in terms of maybe a gift for somebody like that's around the house or something that they could use this time of year that would make a lot of sense? Yeah, I mean, I think that, like I talked about that little mat that's kind of, we're seeing more and more with a great gift for someone that wants to work on it, or even, you know, if someone has the space in their garage or outside and they want to put up a little net uh, and be able to hit balls into it and make some swings, I think that also is great. And um, there is even, you know, for the golfer that, you know, wants to maybe invest a little bit, it's amazing how these little, you know, kind of launch monitors have come down in price for just a few hundred dollars. You can get a really quality one that, that, you just look at your phone or your iPad or whatever it is, and it will talk to you a lot about, you know, whether the swing is coming from inside, outside, face, where it is. And that kind of stuff is invaluable in any part of the season. Yeah. Tom, as, as always, uh, we have more questions than time allows, but uh, give us some, some quick tips. We, obviously we're in the rainy season now and, and uh, it appears that uh, we're getting more rain than, than was expected for this year. It's great for Northern California. Um, but so for, for folks that want to go out and play, give me a couple of things that, um, outside of uh, having a great rain suit that they should think about when they try to play in the rain. Yeah. Well, what you alluded to is really important. You know, how are we, how is our equipment to be ready for something like that? And, um, you know, having a good quality rain suit is super important. Um, you know, getting, keeping your stuff, you know, as dry as it can be, or, you know, in a place where you're using rain gloves so to be honest they can get wet and you're sort of don't have to worry about it is important making sure your grips are in order because if you have slick grips that you use them a lot during the summer and now you're coming into this season and you haven't changed them that's going to be challenging and um, so the equipment is a big part of the season but also the mentality right because if we step on the first tee and it's raining and we've sort of packed it in already like oh yeah this is going to be fun or this is going to be tough uh, it's going to you know be too difficult and we won't play as well. So kind of standing on the first tee going, here's the conditions. We're all in it together and let's go have a great time and just attack it. Um, it makes a huge difference. Um, and then lastly, a technique thing is, you know, those that tend to play a little better in these conditions when it's rainy or the turf is a lot more wet, you know, as I alluded to with the mat at home, learning to land the club properly, um, you know, on the ball rather than a little bit behind, which a lot of golfers do, you're going to have a harder time hitting it solidly in the wintertime than summer because if it's a little firmer, you might glide into the ball and it might move it forward okay. But if you don't land the club properly, it's hard this time of year. Yeah. And, and Tom, I was going to say, too, this is something maybe golfers sh- should consider this time of year, too, when they have the adjustable you know, driver and woods, too, is is putting the launch angle up a little bit, right, to help them get a little bit more height so it's not 
relying on roll at the end? Yeah, perhaps, for sure. I mean, we, this part of the year, we definitely want to maximize time in the air rather than roll out, for sure. Well, you opened up a, a whole new subject matter, Tom, for our for our next uh, installment when we get you back on the show. But the, this whole notion of uh, of landing the club in the right spot uh, to hit the ball and to get it in the air, and as you say, sometimes we play on mats, it gives us a whole different perspective of what our swing actually is. And so, I think that'd be a great subject for the next time. Yeah, you bet. And you know, one last little tip for that is if you're able to get into a bunker in a flattish area, just draw a line in it and make some full swings and see if you can land it on the line each time. Cause you also get the marking of where the club hits the sand. And if you can get yourself to land it on the line consistently, you know, you're, you're on the right uh, track to start hitting the ball more solid. Tom Morton, director of instruction at the Hagen Oaks golf complex, PGA director, Tom, thanks so much for your time and your expertise. We'll see you next time down the road. Thanks guys. Thanks Tom. Back with more on the golf to go radio hour, right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa. Golf to Go Radio Hour continues. This is uh, Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa along with Scott Marsh, and we are going to welcome Mr. David Knox, PGA. David is the Director of Instruction at Napa Golf Course, except uh, I've known David for many years. Uh, we met David, if you remember, obviously, when you were uh, General Manager here at El Macero uh, Country Club. Yeah, time flies, especially with um, what has happened in the golf industry in the last several years. It seems like there's a been just this bit of a time warp with the pandemic and golf courses just getting so darn busy. And my goodness, has it has it been a decade since since uh, you and I were seeing each other at El Macero Country Club already, Frank? Oh my gosh! I, I, now you. Re- <laughs> <laughs> you really made me feel old. I got to go look in the mirror. I it, I wouldn't have thought it was that long, but uh, I suppose when when we're all having fun, time flies. You know, David, it, it, when when you were at uh, at El Macero, you instituted a lot of great things there, and I know that uh, that's been the hallmark of your career. And and so tell me, tell me where you went from there, and and how you got to Napa, and uh, what you're doing there. Yeah, so uh, I graduated from the University of Michigan, um, and so I'm really rooting for the, their football team this coming uh, holiday season to get a couple more wins in the in the football playoff here. Uh, and uh, I, I moved to California. I was in Southern California uh, in the Los Angeles area working outside of the golf industry. And my uh, future wife, Annie, started a master's program at UC Davis, and we moved up to Sacramento back in 2002. So this is 20 years ago. And I got back into the golf industry. I had been um, caddying as a middle schooler and high schooler back in Michigan where I grew up. And, uh, you know, I thought, what a better profession than – spending my time on a golf course and helping people uh, enjoy the game and kind of work through the, the PGA uh, process that was at Whitney Oaks golf club in Rockland. And uh, it just so happened to be managed by Troon at the time. And Archie cart was the general manager there at Whitney Oaks and kind of turned me on to this whole uh, career of what you could do in in the golf industry, and so my Troon days started then. And um, I worked at seven different Troon facilities for for fourteen or fifteen years, ending up at El Macero in uh, Davis. But 
you know, what was cool about working for a large golf management company is um, if your life allows you to relocate and move around and see different facilities, that company affords you that opportunity to do so. So I had uh, just great experiences uh, across the industry at daily fee facilities, um, resort courses, private clubs, and um, and municipal municipally owned and and run courses as well. And so that was uh, looking back at my uh, Troon career, just such a blessing to be able to get that experience as a young PGA professional. So uh, I left El Macero, I left El Macero in 2016. I taught, I said, you know, let's get into teaching and coaching uh, full time. And um, that's what I've been doing since. And I uh, started in 2017. It's been five years now at, at Napa golf course at Kennedy park, teaching and coaching full time, which is just a joy for me. Uh, that's a remarkable career and uh, obviously brings you a lot of experience that uh, I'm certain that uh, your students uh, you know, find something to take advantage of in that. What What's it like being on the lesson tee every day? Uh, well, you know, it's, um, I, I think for those of us lucky enough as full-time teaching professionals or, or, or coaches, uh, it affords you some schedule flexibility, which is a little bit different than uh, having to get you know to the club at 5 a.m. and open up the golf shop and work behind the counter and all of that stuff that so many golf professionals have as part of their routine. And um, the cool thing about that schedule flexibility is um, fitting in time to help people with the sport of golf uh, with my schedule, balance out my, my work-life uh, balance, but then being able to help people of all ages and skill levels and abilities is just really gratifying from I've never touched a club, show me how to do this, to I'm an eight handicap trying to get down to a five handicap and uh, doing a bunch of on-course uh, lessons. So I, at Napa Golf Course, I'm blessed because usually I can find a spot somewhere on the 18-hole course where I can take a student, even if it's just for the last 10 or 15 minutes of a lesson and go recreate whatever it is that they, that is our focus point for that day's lesson uh, and, and go make it happen on an actual greens complex or an actual sand bunker uh, on the golf course itself. So it's just, it's just fun. You have to be uh, able to adapt to what the day brings you and, and help that person with their problems right then. So I love that that challenge of being a full-time teacher. You know, as a student, I, I, there were a couple of times in my lesson experience over the years where I was able to go out with uh, with the instructor on the golf course. And, and that is such a thrill for the student you know, to be out on the golf course, actually hitting shots at, at greens and, um, you know, hitting tee shots and, and having the instructor there. Uh, in my mind, that's just a remarkable way to, to learn. I totally agree. I mean, as you know, this is such a challenging sport and from shot to shot, even if you're a member at a club and you play that club, uh, you know, all the time, each lie you get and each weather condition you get that day is unique. And uh, being able to uh, put together a game plan, an intent 
for the shot, the next shot that you have and um, thinking through uh, some risk assessment with, with pulling off a shot is, is best done on the golf course rather than, you know, just that stationary block practice on, on a driving range. Uh, I've, I've seen the uh, Kennedy golf course, the Napa golf course, you know, the, I guess the, it was originally Kennedy and now it's Napa or the other way around, but driving into Napa, I've always seen it there and thought, wow, what a, what a pretty golf course. They need to go play that. And, and I don't know, Scott, whether you've ever played it, but, but David, uh, tell us when we're standing on the first tee, what can we expect? Yeah, it's, uh, um, the course architect, Bob Baldack and Jack Fleming opened in 1967 championship 18 hole course, uh, about, 6,700 yards from the furthest back tees. And it's, uh, there's no, there's no homes or development. The golf course is part of a, a larger Kennedy Park, which serves, serves the Napa community. And, uh, the course itself, uh, managed by, uh, Course Co. uh, is, it's a challenging track. It is, uh, one where you just are in the middle of, of nature adjacent to, uh, the Napa River just over the bluff and, uh, you have all kinds of wildlife, uh, on the golf course. You have water that comes into play on 13 of the 18 holes. Um, and on the first tee, it's, it's one of those courses as, as are a lot of courses that opened in the sixties where the first tee is in eye shot of, of the pro shop and the main central putting green. So, uh, for first timers, you're definitely aware that there are uh, eyes around the group teeing off. It's a dog leg, right? Par four. And you just take driver and aim at a, uh, a couple fairway bunkers through the bend and, and go ahead and hit your, for right-handed players, hit your little soft fade and you're off and running. Scott water on 13 out of 18 holes. Sounds like your, your, your kind of course. Sounds like a lot of triple bogeys coming my, my way when I head out there, David. Um, first of all, hail Michigan, hail blue rooting for Harbaugh and company. So I'm with you right there. Um, what I was thinking about, we had Tom Morton on earlier in the show from Hagen Oaks, and we were talking a lot about things that can be done during the winter months to keep your game up. And I know for me, the challenge is obvious, right? Just shorten hours. It's harder to get out to the course. You're busy. You've got lots of things going on. What do you recommend for somebody this time of year who's trying to keep track of the game and just, you know, trying to keep their game maintained until they can play more regularly? Yeah. Uh, go, go blue. First of all. Yep. I agree with you there, Scott. And, and I, I think it's short game, you know, we get into in, in, in our region in Northern California, we get into some wet, some wet and colder months. And so investing a little bit of time in anything short game related, um, uh, whether it's equipment fitting, getting a, get a putter fitting done, spend time on putting. I mean, 40, I, I also help coach the Napa Valley college golf teams right adjacent, uh, to our golf course. And we kept some detailed stats this, this past, uh, off season, uh, training and 40% of all of my player shots are putts. And you think about that, gosh, four out of 10 shots are putts that I, that I have in any round of golf. 
uh, or somewhere in that ballpark, why not go ahead and invest in these winter months and making sure that my putter is a good fit for my stroke, that you do some calibrations with knowing more about yourself with your eyes and how you see lines and your ability to start rolling the golf ball on your intended line drills that can help you with that and seeing a PGA professional that can walk you through any equipment fitting so that you can be confident come February, March, that at least you got a putter that's well fit for how you see uh, the putt and your ability to started on that line is is one that has a lot of confidence that you've built over the winter you know um as as we've said numerous times on this show we have uh, more questions than we have time for david but before we let you get away tell us how to make a tea time at napa golf course our website is playnapa.com you can book online uh tea times there 24 7 um you did, you know, you definitely get that Napa experience. You get to see these wonderful vineyards in, in the distance while you're playing Napa golf course. And, um, we would love to have first time players like, like you guys visit us in 2023. We would look forward to it. Thanks so much. And, um, a, a, as always, uh, it, it's such a pleasure to, to catch up with you and I wish you continued success, uh, with whatever you do. Thank you so much, Frank. Thanks, Scott. Happy holidays, guys. Thanks, David. Same to you. This wraps up another edition of the Golf to Go Radio Hour. Scott, never enough time, but uh, but we keep trying. And uh, we'll be back next week with more. And uh, just keep it in the middle. And remember, it's a game. Have some fun out there. <laughs>